Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, friends. Welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs coming to you from Sarasota, Florida, and it is a beautiful morning here in Sarasota. I'm glad that you're with us. I'm glad that you're making it a priority to jump in. And so, Father, we just thank you for an amazing day. We thank you for the beauty of life. We thank you, Lord, for your tangible presence that is resting upon us and abiding within us, Lord. Father, you are so good. I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit today. Lord, that you are transforming us into the image of your Son, that we are going from glory to glory. We are going from faith to faith, from strength to strength. I thank you that you are giving us revelation to triumph in this hour. I thank you that you are preparing us for the outpouring of the ages, Lord the outpouring of the ages before the return of your glorious Son. Father, I thank you for every friend, every new partner, every new friend, Lord, throughout the country. I thank you for victory, a church of his presence. I thank you for all of our Light the Fire partners throughout the country and international friends that have been coming in. Lord, I pray that your anointing just flows beautifully upon them, even as they jump in. I pray this is a time of refreshing. I pray this is a time, Lord, of you just strengthening, recalibrating their spirit, Lord, focusing us today. May your anointing increase. May creativity and inspiration from the Holy Spirit increase, Lord. I thank you for every mighty warrior out there, Lord, that is engaged in the battles that you are teaching us to war, to win, to fight the good fight of faith. And I thank you, Lord, that you are commissioning your ecclesia, Jesus, your church that you're building everywhere to enforce the power of the gospel of the kingdom over all the works of the darkness. Father, I thank you for your gospel is the answer. Your gospel is the answer for every, every issue that we are going through right now. Lord, you bring anointing and power and clarity in Jesus' name. Lord, I bless our time together. I thank you for the power of your word. And I pray right now that your anointing just flows through our time together in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you today for the next few moments concerning, I'm going to give you a quote, we're done with fear. That's exactly what we're going to call this episode, we're done with fear. I think most of us are probably familiar with Paul's admonition to to his son, his spiritual son, Timothy, and to all all generations and to us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, This week, actually less than 48 hours ago, um, right here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, um, he um, brought in our new Surgeon General uh, Tuesday of this week, actually. He's a doctor from UCLA, 
um, health policy researcher, great guy, and I've been doing some research on him as well. Um, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, Dr. Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and I love his opening statement when he was brought in officially uh, by Governor DeSantis for Florida here. Um, some of the things that he said just right out of the gate, of course, that he doesn't believe in school closures. Amen to that. He doesn't believe in lockdowns. <laughs> amen to that. And he doesn't believe in vaccine mandates. This is my kind of leader. And thank God for G Governor Ron DeSantis. But out of the gate, uh, the doctor said this, and this is quote. He said, Florida will completely reject fear. Hmm. <laughs> as a way of making policies in public health. Oh, I love that. The quote goes on. He says, we're, so we're done with fear. Uh, that's, I mean, he's got an amen right here. And that's been something that unfortunately, he says, has been the centerpiece of the health policy of the United States ever since the beginning of this pandemic. And it's over here. It's expiration date is it's done. That is a powerful declaration, and I end quote there. That's a powerful declaration. I believe that needs to be thundered everywhere right now. I believe that's really at the core, and, and I know this listening audience uh, totally agrees, at, that at the core, fear has been the weapon that has been used against the nations, against this nation. There's been such a manipulation such an intimidation of fear that has been spawned on this country right at its core. And I love what the doctor said. So we're done with fear and we're not going to allow it to dictate us making policies and public health. Powerful statement. <laughs> I love this expiration date. It's done. I love that. And again, that needs to be heralded from the Carolinas to California. We're done with fear done done really with evil men's agendas that have given themselves or or yielded themselves over to an a, an allegiance or an alliance to this uh call it what it is it's a new world order globalist agenda that is there to control and manipulate the minds of humanity and we know that this fear it doesn't prosper against the church that Jesus is building because the gates of hell doesn't prevail against the real church that Jesus is building in this hour. And um, we don't have to be duped or buying the strong delusion that's being sold everywhere. Hallelujah. I'm going to say something. This may seem so fundamental, but I believe it's very, very important. Here's my statement. Fear is dangerous. That's right. Fear is very dangerous. My friend, you have to resist it. No matter who you are, you have to resist it. You have to renounce fear. You don't give place to the devil in any, in any realm of the field of your life for him to be able to sow any kind of seed of fear. You've got to resist it. You've got to bind it up. You've got to renounce it. You need to break any allegiance to fear bind it up. You have to be very bold and courageous on this. I remind you today <clears throat> that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and abides and dwells within you and I. We are not K-1. 
cowards, folks. We, we are not a weak church. We are not a church filled with cowards. We are not a fragile people. We are a people that has been filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now is our hour to walk in the authority that God has given us, to walk with discernment, to walk with wisdom so that we triumph over every lie, over every scheme or tactic of fear that the enemy is trying to supplant in the body of Christ or any realm or sphere of authority. Unfortunately, we're in a time where we are seeing even our own government now breathing out these levels of threats, even concerning the uh, vaccination mandate. This is such a strong warfare. And I've said before, you know, essentially they are telling us you're going to play by our rules. If you're going to play the game, you're going to have to play by our rules. And of course, we understand that is just really the spirit of this age. The spirit of this age is one that says that I'm going to intimidate you. I, I will bully you. I will manipulate you. You're going to surrender and you're going to submit to our demands and our control. I mean, we see that coming right out, right out of the talking head out of the White House. I mean, every time that individual, the imposter, gets on the television or this administration, that is the spirit that is oozing out of them. You don't see one that loves this nation who is fighting for the very core and the soul of this nation. It, it, it's, it's an anointing of, of domination. It is such a devilish, dark anointing that is on this administration. But we're going, the good news is we're going to prevail in this hour. This is our hour. Stay with me. You're on the torch. <laughs> Stay with me. This is a time when we are facing an agenda that is seeking to destroy. They are seeking to control. But as Christians and as the church, listen, this is the most critical and urgent hour now. The church must refuse the bondage of fear and refuse the bondage of intimidation. That's right. It is high time that we walk boldly and, and walk really free from uh, in a zone, a, a zone that is free of man's manipulation and that we walk in the anointing and we walk with wisdom to face these challenges head on. There's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm meeting with so many people. I'm talking to leaders throughout the country. It, it goes back to something very fundamental, guys. You cannot give place to fear. I mean, we're, we're seeing people falling off track and derailed because of fear. You've got to stand your ground. You've got to gird yourself up, clothe, clothed in the Lord. Essentially, when we say we're clothed in the full armor of God, that means we're clothed in Christ. We're clothed in truth. Amen. We're walking in truth. We're taking up our shield of faith. We're taking up the sword of the spirit. We're clothed in the Lord. And we're not a people that has to succumb to any level of fear or intimidation. I've been talking about this the last several weeks locally here at Victory. Let me just take a quick drink. Intimidation, when you study intimidation, it literally means to make one timid. It means to make them anxious or to make them fearful or to suppress them. That's a powerful word picture right there. 
to intimidate literally is is to suppress someone. It's to try to frighten them or scare them or or alarming them or terrifying them, bringing them into a state of being intimidated. What it does, it, it works to literally break down a person. It works to bully them, in essence, to get them to be silent. It's a form of domination. I think we all understand this. It's a form of domination, and it tries to suppress. It tries to silence an individual, and really, it's a form of witchcraft. Anything, anything that seeks to intimidate or, or manipulate or dominate someone, that is the working of witchcraft. That's what it is. But if we're not careful, listen, if we don't deal with a spirit of fear, if we don't deal with this head on, if it, I, I, I say victory all the time. You have to deal with the devil. All right. You don't run from the devil. You deal with the devil. You submit yourself unto God. You resist the devil and he must flee from you. You raise up the word of truth and he's got to flee. Can I get an amen out there? If you don't deal with fear, again, fear is very dangerous. You have to resist it. You have to renounce any kind of allegiance to it. Any, any level of uh, alliance that you have had to fear, you've got to break it. But if you don't deal with it, what will happen is that the enemy will build a stronghold of that, that place of fear, and he'll, he'll build a place that breeds into depression or a place of confusion, a place that shuts down an individual where there's a lack of faith or where there's a lack of hopelessness. And that is a strategy of hell that is against America right now. But we as the ecclesia, we know it is high time for us to move up stronger than ever before in our God-given assignment. Amen. In our God-given assignment, if we don't use the authority that God has given us, someone could take our authority and use it against us. You got to rise up. It's imperative. It's imperative that you and I rise up in our spiritual place and position in our God-given authority with the Lord. The Lord has raised us up to sit with him in heavenly places. The church truly is seated in heavenly places. We know we were crucified with him. We were buried with Christ. We are risen with Christ. We ascended with Christ and are seated in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. This is our inheritance. I mean, th this is what we're saying. That is the gospel of glory. That's the gospel of power. Not just the gospel of salvation, but the, the, the gospel of authority that gives us revelation. And once we have revelation, revelation accesses a realm of authority that we can use over the enemy. Hallelujah. So we know that the spirit of this age is there to try to intimidate, to try to plant fear, to try to bully, to try to get us to surrender or submit to their demands or to their control. The apostles in Acts chapter 4, the, the apostles came up against the, the facing of threats that tried to suppress them, threats that tried to silence them, to no longer preach in the name of Jesus or to use uh, the power of his name or the power of his word or to speak of the resurrection of Jesus. 
And even after being arrested, even after being threatened, they went back to this. This is Acts 4. These are probably maybe familiar verses to you. I hope they are. The apostles prayed in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. They said, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, when they had prayed, the place that they were assembled together, it was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I love this. When they, when they were being suppressed, when, when there was the threat of suppression, when there was the threat of silencing, silencing them, what did they do? They went to the Lord and they said, Lord, grant us boldness. That's what they prayed. And as they were assembled, the place was shaken. They were all filled again with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of the Lord with boldness. Very simple. When you look up boldness, what what is it? Boldness is a willingness to take risk. Hear that. Boldness is literally, it's the willingness to take risk. That's that's how you spell faith. R-I-S-K-S. Risk. You risk yourself. You put yourself out there. You, You act innovatively. You act with confidence. That's what it means. If you're going to have boldness, it means you're going to move with confidence or you're going to act with courage. What am I saying? That's the the very opposite of playing it safe. And that's where a lot of believers and a lot of even in church leadership have been in the zone of just playing it safe. And ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is thrusting the church out of just the church mountain to go into the mountains of the world to now be courageous, to now be confident, to go forth and bringing the word. It's boldness. What is boldness? It, it is a lack of hesitation or, or fear in the face of risk or danger. It is the refusal to be held back by the opinion or the or the judgment of others that that's a big one right there boldness is a refusal to be held back by the opinion or the judgment of others listen you you got to first of all you got to get over yourself you got to yield yourself to the spirit of god and then you've got to get over what what you think other people are going to think about your actions regardless of who it is i mean it, it could be that well, whoever it is in your world or in your sphere, oh my gosh, what is that person going to think if I cross this line and I go here and, and I begin to step out in this area? You've got to refuse to be held back. That's what it means to be bold. Boldness also means the fact or the quality of going beyond the usual limits of conventional thought or conventional action. It means to be visionary or imaginative with character. Man, I love that. That is what God is calling us to in this hour. Again, we've got to get over. We've got to get over ourselves, get over the border, the seemingly borderlines of our personality, the box of our personality that we think we're just so prone to. It is not about your lack 
or, uh, or of ability or your lack of luster or your lack of charisma or anything it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the abiding anointing of the Holy Spirit within you, the indwelling. See, we've got to focus. We've got to have a consciousness of the power of God that is within us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within you. That is what makes you powerful. You are not weak. Come on, you are not a coward. You are strong in the Lord. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you one of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. This is not the hour we need to be backed down or bullied by intimidation. This is the hour where we need to be praying, God, grant us more boldness. I'm telling you, I'm praying this over my life personally. In so many spheres that I'm having to step into, and even way beyond the church mountain. I'm praying, God, grant me boldness. Grant me boldness. Give me another infilling of fire, the baptism of the Spirit, a baptism of wisdom, of understanding. Give me counsel. Give me the spirit of understanding. Lord, give, give, me, give me words. Give me a mouth and give me words, Lord, that my enemy cannot even resist. Let there be a flow of your fire out of my belly. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, he said it like this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 8 and 9. I'm going to read a couple other verses as well. But he said, we're hard pressed on every side. This is the Apostle Paul. We're hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. Say that today. I'm not in despair. He goes on. He says, we're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. I decree that every day, God, you've, you never forsake me. You never fail me. You go before me. You are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. You are the promise keeper. You go before me. You do not fail us. We're not forsaken. We're struck down, but not destroyed. One more time. We're hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, yet we are not destroyed. And the Apostle Paul goes on, verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Amen. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is just for but a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. And while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, ooh, there's the victory right there. For the things which are seen, they are temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. There's so much in that. Paul, listen, this word is so for us today. The Apostle Paul is imploring the body of Christ right now. Do not lose heart. The Spirit of God is releasing this everywhere. Do not lose heart. Do not let fear overtake you. Rise up. Yes, yes, we're experiencing adversity. Yes, we're hard-pressed on every side. But we, we got to remember, we're not crushed. 
God has not left us. He's right in the midst. And we can't be duped in virtual reality by that which we see. We've got to be anchored. Our heart has to be anchored in the unseen realm, knowing God is going to bring forth the victory. And we've got to continue to decree it, pray it, and act righteously and act with boldness in this hour. And may it be your prayer. God, grant me more boldness. Hallelujah. Those with an eternal perspective, those are the people that will have the ability and the anointing to change our present reality. We have to be anchored in eternity. Amen. Are you with me out there? Are you still with me? Yes, you are. Again, we've got to give no place to intimidation. We've got to give no place to fear. And I know people are people are hard pressed, especially with their jobs. I mean, what the what the government is trying to press on people, it is bringing a high level of turbulence and stress. I understand this. But you've got to stand your ground. That's right. You've got to stand your ground. You can't back down. And I know that it's intense right now. I want to encourage you to do the right thing. Be encouraged. Stand up. Do not be silent. Be strong. Trust the Lord. God's never going to forsake you. Don't give any place to the devil. Ephesians 4.27, we say this so much, give no place to the devil. When you look up the word place, it, it, one of the words, it literally means, one of the derivatives is it's do not give him space or do not give him a pulpit. And what does that mean? You don't allow him to broadcast or preach to you his lies or his intimidation or place to give uh, him a realm to speak fear into your world. You have to take authority over it immediately. You got to move in your place of authority. We know uh, Luke Luke ten nineteen. Jesus said, "I've given you authority over serpents and scorpions, over all the powers of the enemy." Some of the powers that he tries to use are these very things that we're talking about. He tries to use fear and intimidation and bullying and domination to to use a a weapon of witchcraft against you. You've been given, you and I have been given authority over this. We've got to use the name of Jesus and the power of his blood over this. I want to encourage you again, do not back down in this hour. Stand confident, stand secure. And I want to remind you of this. I want to remind you that God has commissioned angels to be with you and surround you everywhere that you go. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those that will inherit salvation? God has commissioned angels. You're never alone. There are mighty warring angels moving with the sons and the daughters of God. And may I remind you today, greater is he that is within you than he that is in this world. We've got to stand strong, my friend. I want to go to a scripture as we close out today. I want to go to a scripture that many of us know, but I want to read it out of the, the Passion Translation. This is Psalm 91. I want you to listen to these powerful words. I want, this, I want these words to just wash over your spirit and refresh you and strengthen you and recalibrate you today. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, You are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold that shelters me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from every false accusation and every deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. Oh, that's good. And you can run under his covering of his majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Here it is again. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. Hallelujah. Nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. Verse 8. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. Hallelujah. Verse 9 and verse 10. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, He will always be shielding us from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or or disease infect us. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you to keep you from stumbling. They'll even, you'll, excuse me, you'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling over every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you, and I will bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Oh, thank you, Lord. Psalm 91, the Psalm of Moses. I love it. So powerful. Friend, I love you. My wife and I love you. <clears throat> On the behalf of our ministry today, I want to thank you for being with us. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love, and of a sound mind, a disciplined, powerful, robust mind, a mind of creativity, a mind of inspiration, a mind of innovation, one that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. I want you to keep the fire burning. I'm so thankful that you've been with us today. Thank you for sowing into our ministry. You can always go to victoryfla.com for investing, for sowing. So many of you are jumping in, sowing into our Miracle Building Fund right now. I believe most of all of you know um, we are completely maxed out where we are at. We are looking for miracle property, a miracle campus even now. 
Thank you to all of our partners out there around the country. Thank you for sowing. Um, I'm just so grateful for you, and I want to communicate that. I want you to know that. I love you guys. Be strong in the Lord. Amen. Keep the fire burning. Be strengthened today. Be blessed. I look forward to being with you once again here on The Torch. Have a great day.